we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. He says, I want you to look at him post-Jesus. I say, okay, I, I confuse. He says, see that once Jesus shows up to the pool and leaves, this boy is lost. Why would you say that? Because sometimes we're so deep that we only, we look at scriptures through our life on demand 21st century mentality. You look at the scripture and this boy was lame for 38 years, for 38 years, his life centered around a pool. His life centered around people who was jumping in front of him. His life centered around the person who used to pick him up in the morning and drop him to the pool. His life centered around the mat that he had that needed to change that was uncomfortable, but it's only the mat he had, and he got to be laying on this thing all day at this pool. He had to focus on, and all he had to, all he had to, to really um, zone into was this angel that would come that he couldn't see, and he don't know why the angel wouldn't tell him today, I come in today, get closer to the pool today, so when I come, you could be the first one in. He would see the water trembling and get to start moving, and the moment he get close to the pool, one joker who got a toothache would jump in front of him. Because he said someone would step into the pool before me, meaning that the person didn't have the condition that he had. Whoever came into the pool, he couldn't walk. That one could have walked because they would step in before him. He couldn't step because he was impotent. And so for 38 years, all he has is complaint. Jesus comes in, Rita, and takes his crutch away. You don't see it, see Jesus comes in and removes the excuse of the pool. Moves the excuse of the people that didn't let him in the pool. Gets rid of this problem with the angel. And as I'm, I'm pondering this, God says, tell this church that many of us are still not ready for freedom because we ain't ready to pay the price. Because with deliverance comes a price. Some of you want to start your own business, but you better stay on that man job. Because you ain't ready to pay the price of having to make your own paycheck. You didn't see that thing coming, huh? 
You praying. I ready to start my own thing because I know I could do hell. And you don't realize that when you go to work to Cable Bahamas and you do nothing for six days, your check gonna still be there. But when you start doing here and you're tired because you got a headache every morning, you wake up with a headache and your nails them break and you say, I ain't doing nobody here this week. When Saturday come and you open the drawer up and you ain't fixed no hair, that means ain't nothing in the drawer. And, and, and Mr. Bahamas from Cable, who first him Cable, he ain't got to pay you no more because you're on his payroll. And you ain't do nothing but WhatsApp and plan church event all week long because you thought you was doing the Lord's work on the man's job and still got a salary but now that you're working for yourself and you ain't do a Christ thing all week long you ain't got a dime what do you do when Jesus truly delivers you this thing hit me so hard he says could you imagine how terrifying this was when he woke up tomorrow Wake up tomorrow and the ride don't come no more. Wake up tomorrow and he goes to grab his bed. But, oh, I can walk. Ooh, what do I do now that my excuse has been taken away from me? do I do now that God has delivered me from the pain of the abuse? Because every bad decision you made, you blame it on the abuse that happened 20 years ago. But now you didn't shout you free. So now, at some point, we got to blame your present stupidity on you. Is that too strong? No, so it's okay, because I mean, because you got to understand the reason... The reason I act the way I act is because I was abused. You don't know how I came up. You don't know where. You don't know. So I know I do stupid things, but I don't want to do the stupid things. I have to do them because I don't know how to think properly because all my life I was thinking like this because, because I didn't have no daddy. My daddy wasn't nobody. And, and, this is why, and I, I don't want to be mean, but I have to be mean because everybody around me mean. And the way I survive is being mean. But now we're nice around you now. No. No, you, you don't live in the grove no more. You, let me, you move. No, no, Rita, you got top now. You got the water's flowing. The, pond, uh, the water running now. No, Rita, you can't tell me no something. No bucket. No, you ain't got no bucket. The only bucket you got is a mud bucket. And that's shaped funny now because I got a little strain on top of it that you can squeeze the thing. So that even ain't no real bucket. That even ain't round. To me, if it ain't round, ain't no bucket. I don't know what them things is now. They ain't no real bucket. Bucket round. Them funny shaped thing with a little thing in the screen. I don't even, you can't even wash car with them. So what do you do when your excuses, when your crutches are removed from you? What do you do when you got to take responsibility for your own actions? <sighs> you know, Lord, we can get in trouble now. Can I say this now? We can leave right now. I got to say this though. You know, there are people now who are going back and thinking. Don't tell anybody I say this. Boy, I wonder if July 10th, 1973 happened too fast. Oh, ho, 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 ho. 
I wonder if we should like, like, um, tell, tell Annie Liz. Really ready, yeah. No, it was good. It was good in '73. Give us freedom. <laughs> Give us free. But now, 49 years later, I wonder. We, could, you know, we could do one seven more years, you know, because. Now, when I got to do for myself, so that I remember when I gone off to school, when I went off to school is when I fell in love with my daddy. When I went off to school, I fell in love with my daddy. Ask me why. He used to pay the light bill. My daddy used to pay the water bill. My daddy used to go to Super Value. The first time I do these things is when I went off to school. So I didn't even have a dry run. Wow. You know, so my first, when I got my, when I first went to the States, I lived with Pastor Hayes for the first six weeks. So he was like daddy. So everything was cool. So when I got my apartment and I live in, I off to school. And I got home, I moved in that first night and I, home and I was hungry. I said, well, Lord Jesus, ain't nothing to eat. I don't know but being in no food store. All my life, in, now, in my mind, if I'm hungry, I go to a restaurant. But now I ain't living with, 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 with Pastor Hayes no more. I live by myself. And my money got to end. You ever know when your money got to end? Because when, when you live at home, your money don't have no end. It just keep on coming. It is poor. You know, but when you off the school, you can see the end of your money. It's right there. It starts here and it ends right there. You could see where that thing, I could see, the, I could touch the end of my money right there. And I get into the food store. Do you remember that? Get in the food store. And I got to buy grocery. And I look at that prices. I don't know about looking at prices. I saw boneless breasts. I said, not for me. I like boneless breasts. Not for me. I look further down. And I have one red stamp on it in Food Lion. It was big so. Big so. Drumstick. I can just known drumstick. You got like a thousand drumsticks for seven ninety nine. That's that's how you shop because there's a price to pay for freedom. Man, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. God removed His crutches. And so now for the first time in His life, it was Genesis one and one in the beginning. You. He had his first moment of Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, you. In the beginning, me. I see them boys like sit together. They friends, you know, you know DJ and Leo. They friends. They so close to one another because they love one another. And they love one another. Why? Because mommy and daddies love them together. And so when things get rough, anything get low, you know what they do? They call them them big, say all them here on their face. When things go rough up there in Jacksonville, they call home. How I know they call home? Because their daddies tell me. They daddy tell me, boy, 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 pastor, boy, DJ just called me the other day. And boy, the money ain't come true for this. And I got to this. I say them lousy jokers, all that hair on their face, all that basin in their voice, but when things get low, they call daddy. 
Look at them. Daddy. Lord Jesus. Lord. They're still calling home. But there's going to come a time Tito told me to tell y'all. He told me to tell you that the day is coming when you will reach Genesis 1 and 1. And it will say in the beginning Leo. In the beginning TJ. It will no longer be in the beginning daddy. He said that story is almost. He on the last three pages of that book. A new book is about what you going to do when your story revolves around you. Man, I wish I had time, but we got to go. It's late because I, I ain't even start preaching yet. I will try to set the case. I want to I set the little, the little background. Jesus says, I got to now teach you how to function from the beginning. Because a new day begins for you today. Parenthetically, them fellas in trouble now because now everything they do, they are reminded that they told us it was going to be a new day. So you got to be careful when you make those kind of announcements, those kind of pronouncement. I, I tell you all that whenever you talk about new and I starting over and my fresh start and I free, you will now be held accountable. Can I take two seconds to talk to men? Um, brethren, once I took this woman in, See, I don't care this new world thinking that we get this new world teaching, this foolishness they teaching. When you get married, you take the woman in. That's the principle. That's why um, um, they ain't changed this yet and they don't realize that when you, when you do certain things, it ain't just tradition, it has meaning. That's why when Robert Alfred walked her down the aisle, he gave her to me. I took her in. She has... No support but me. I said none. Because if she goes to her daddy, that's an insult to me. Hey, she can't come home and I see her plenty of money. Oh, I get this from daddy. You get it from who? No, no, you don't bring that. You can't bring it in here. Because if you got, you got to go back there. No, you can't borrow from daddy. Now, we can borrow from daddy. No, that's, that's big. Y'all you're missing me. That's a big deal. No, you can't. Boy, I see you saying, so I go on to daddy, tell daddy help me. So now your daddy looking at me like a little boy. Can I help some brethren? No, no, no. And help some wives? No, you don't do that. You don't call daddy. And No. That's out of order. No, because it's my house. This story begins with me. And me knowing me the way I know me, we going to suffer together. No, but daddy get money. That's he money. I go, bro, let's go make tea. And we going to make tea and we going to eat dry crackers and a belly full. It's a belly full. And you know what? You know what, Robin? I want God to do some things for the ministry. I want God to move in the ministry. I think it's time for a fast. We ain't need no money. This is a fast. Let's go seek the face of God. We can just pray until God do something. See, see, once I took her in, the, her story, guess what? Because the two of us become one, her story now has me as a center. That's what it means to be M-A-N. 
But we don't teach our little boys no more. And so they go into marriages wanting a woman to carry them. And because we ain't teaching women that easy either, women are buying rings. And proposing. Oh, this, this is a dangerous little operation we are getting on now. We, we got a little funny system getting on now. So, so there is a weight to your freedom. Your freedom comes with a price. Now watch this. I got to go. Here we are right here. I shut it down for true. Here it is. In this text, just about finished preparing the word for the day, and I said to myself, self, check see if the EMS people got a team. Team, T-A-M. For their coming to our church in the morning. So I, I called Marisha late last night. I said, Marisha, you met with the people that Musa, they come into our church, the EMS people. They got a team. She say, hold on. And she sent me the team. T-E-A-M. And I bust out laughing. And she sent me the team. I remembered. What team is y'all? What it is? Okay, so my church knows I'm teaching on Genesis 1, 28. Genesis 1, 1, Ephesians 5, 1, Revelation 1 and 6. I'm talking about imitating God. And I'm talking about you being the beginning of your story. And the Holy Ghost directs me to John 5 and 5. And so I get to John 5 and 5. And I'm finished preparing the word. I finished. I done done. Finished preparing the word. I said, let me call uh, Marisha to find out what your team is. So when I'm finished preaching, somewhere along the line, I can tie in my teaching to your team. And I'm finished by word, finished preparing. I call Marisha, and then when she tells me your team, rise to the challenge, I bust out laughing because my word for the day is hinged on Rome on John 5, verse 8. Put it on the screen for me, please. What does John 5 and 8 say? Jesus saith unto him, What? Rise. Bing! That's the close. I know y'all think I lying. I'm making this up. True story. That if I show you my notes, them uh, for me to finish preaching, I play notes. Uh, if I show you to finish my notes to preach today, my closing point to y'all for the word today. See, I'll make, I'll make it basically see it. Is that word there? Rise. Because. God, and I, I didn't know you had a team. I didn't know y'all had a team. I didn't know when you drive, I'm listening to team. I didn't know that. But y'all had a team that said, rise. I didn't know that. I had no clue. And the Lord gave me, I had so many in the beginning scriptures to use, but the Lord read me to this one about the impotent man because it is in this scripture that Jesus gives the key on how to rise. On how to begin, sorry, not how to rise, how to begin. And he says, the way you start your story is you first have to rise. I am ending fast because you got to go, number one, firstly, the instruction to rise suggests that the ability to get up was within him all along and only needed to be activated. The Bible didn't say Jesus picked him up. Jesus gave him an instruction that said, rise. If you have not risen, it's your fault. 
Come on, dance. Like, I, I try to, you only need to push me now because I try to end fast so we go home. He says, he says, tell the EMS and everybody else here that is still down on the ground. If you're still down, it ain't nobody else's fault but yours because the ability to rise is resident on the inside of you. You don't need nobody to activate you. You don't need nobody to call you and lift you up. Stop sitting there so pitiful of your own self. He says that the ability, the ability to rise is already in you. I wrote this down. Many of us are trying to jump a battery that's already charged. Many of us trying to jumpstart a car that's running. He, he says the ability to rise is in you and you had to stop making excuses. Jesus says to the boy, 30 years he was there, and Jesus says, rise. And just like that, the Bible says, and he got up. Boy, if I could just save enough money, I can just stop making excuses. If I gave you $100,000 now, you still wouldn't be able to start your house for another year. Because you don't have an idea of what, you, what kind of house you want. You don't know where you want to build it. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't sure of nothing. If someone gave you the money right now to make your vision happen, could you start it right now? He says, rise. That means take your life in your hands and make something of you because there's so much more in you than what you're doing. You are at this, this, this pool because that's where you've made yourself comfortable. Wherever you are, are stuck is where you decided to be stuck. Wherever you are in life stuck, that's because you decided to be stuck there. And truth of the matter is, it provides a very useful excuse for you. Point number two, they told me about this text. I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. Number two. Secondly, to rise means that you must elevate yourself from low-level, bottom-feeder thinking. Let me read this here. Rendering evil for evil and getting even must be beyond you. Rise means to elevate above that childish level of existence. Now with this, you must be prepared to deal, I'm coming, with criticism, jealousy, and the persecution that comes along with elevating to another level of thinking. Watch this. I try to read so I don't have to run on too long. Beloved, if you are afraid to have your name in someone else's mouth, you ain't ready to rise. Some of y'all like to say this. I don't want my name in nobody's mouth. You ain't going nowhere. The key to going somewhere is when your name is in somebody else's mouth. The key to elevation is when people talking about you, when someone ragging your name, when people lying on you, that's confirmation that you're rising. Glory to God. See, because when you're not rising, they even see you to talk about you. 
The reason ain't nobody picking on you, nobody calling your name, nobody pointing you out is because you and them on the same level, boo-boo. You do not present any challenges to them because all of y'all sitting right here. But the moment you begin elevating, you will start attracting all kind of attention. And so listen to me, if you really want to rise, you got to free yourself from people's tongue. You got to be at the place, talk about me, go right ahead. Tell me I think I better than y'all. That's cool. Tell me I think, oh, look at me, think he's special because he going to that training class and now he get more significant. Yes, I do. They, look at them thing. They, because now he get his own little apartment. He believe he better than us. We used to share lunch together and now he gained for lunch. Look at him, look he better. You... If you still want to please everyone around you, you will never rise. Get this stuck in your brains. Everybody ain't going to like you. And the more you elevate, they're going to hate you the more. Stop trying to please everybody because you can't do it. Stop trying to satisfy everybody else's desire. You can't do it. You got to be satisfied with being hated. And the Lord says, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Because of what's on your life, the Bible declares that the blessing is on you and one of the definitions of the blessing is to be envied if ain't nobody envying you ain't nothing on you boo boo when the blessing is truly on your life someone gonna be mad at you he says is every now what do you think the conversation was around the pool when Jesus came only to him and said, you rise. Wow. Beloved, rise means you're going to have to see people talking about you and not be phased. You got to see your old soldiers treating you cold and tearing down your name and your character and your reputation. And you got to see them and keep on loving them and just keep it moving. Watch this, something that got me. This got me so good. The book says, right after Jesus told him to rise, I saw this for the first time when I read this. Jesus says, rise. Then Jesus says, take up your bed and walk. I never saw this before, Jesus. Jesus says, bro, once you rise, you better not sit around this pool. Oh. Jesus, I, didn't, I never saw this before. Jesus says, boy, boy. You about to rise. The minute you rise, pack up your bed. Trust me when I tell you. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, boy, trust me. You don't want to rise and stay around here. Because I had all these sick people around this pool and I came to you one. You were the one that the call was on. See, I don't get mad at me because God picked me for favor. Glory to God. Favor ain't fair, but it's fabulous. Glory to God. I didn't ask for this favor. This boy didn't say, God, come heal me. It so happened that God handpicked him. But Jesus says, bro, now that I have picked you, listen to me, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to walk. Don't try to still fit in when you know that you've been called out. Some of you, the attacks you've been getting is because you've been trying to fit in when God has called you out. He said, boy, be who you are. Why you need this bed if I didn't heal you? 
you ain't going to start living until you start being who you are. I, I have stopped agreeing with things I don't agree with. I used to do that to keep people happy. I would be around preachers and they given theologies that I don't agree with and I would say, yeah, amen. I don't do that no more. Dan said, you won't say nothing because I don't agree. I don't want to say too much things. People streaming now. I stream getting a little heavy. So I want people to say, I, I done been in some meetings with preachers them agreeing. Okay, this is what we can do, right? Dan said, you won't say nothing. I said, because I don't agree with foolishness. No, I can't do it. Now, there was a time when, because I wanted to be in the company, and I wanted them to sign off on me. So I would agree with what I don't agree with. Listen, man, there's something different about you. Stop sitting in the meetings quiet and sign off the things that you know ain't right. You need to have a boldness now about you because God told you to rise. And, 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 and everybody else who's scared of the system, who's scared to buck up against anything, well, I know it ain't right, but anyway, boy, you know I need this job. No, this job needs you. There are too many of us, man, Lord, y'all pushing me, it's time to go. There are too many of us are compromising because we believe we need the system to support us. No, we are the ones supporting the system. And there's this time now for someone to stand up and say right is right and wrong is wrong. You didn't make me rise, I'm making you rise. The hand of God is on my life and as long as I'm here, the blessing will be on this place. And if I get fired today, the blessing's still on me. I'm still risen above the situation. So I don't need this to keep me going. I got something heavy on my life. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.